And welcome to another edition of Cut to the Chase. It's a Super Bowl Sunday edition. Exciting matchup tonight as the Philadelphia Eagles face off against the Kansas City Chiefs. It's also the battle of the Kelsey brothers. Jason Kelsey is a Pro Bowl center for the Philadelphia Eagles. And Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, one of the most dominant tight ends in football. And the crazy part is, right, this Eagles defense has not seen a dynamic offense such as the Chiefs, nor has the Chiefs seen a defensive, seen as a powerful defensive team as the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, a couple of things to note before we get going into this till we dive into it, but um, the injury report, the Eagles wide receiver slash punt returner, Britton Covey, Covey has a hamstring injury. He's listed as questionable. If he's unable to go, Greg Ward will be activated off the practice squad or Devontae Smith has previous experience with the punting return. So these are two major questions that <laughs> we're going to find out right away in this game. How effective is Patrick Mahomes going to be? I mean, he had that high ankle sprain that he suffered against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC divisional game. And he only ran the ball once in that in that AFC championship game against the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's something to really look out for. And, you know, the thing is, it's a great opportunity for these guys. They're both young. Jalen Hurts really has come out of nowhere. You know, he can prove all the doubters wrong today by winning a Super Bowl. As you recall, he was benched in the national championship game when he was playing for Alabama. And then transferring to Oklahoma. And not many thought that Jalen Hurts had the talent, right? He got drafted second round for the Eagles. They had Carson Wentz back then. There was a lot of thinking, oh, well, what the heck are the Eagles doing? Like, it just didn't seem like the right pick at that time. But, boy, has uh, Howie Roseman, the GM for the Philadelphia Eagles, really proven everybody that he knows talent when he sees it. So... Jalen Hurts this year, right? I mean, he has been talented in every facet of the game. He's thrown 22 touchdowns, but he's also had 13 rushing touchdowns. And it's not really much of a surprise. He's 6'1", 223, so he's a strong dude. And he can squat, I think, about like 600 pounds, so it's incredible. And um, he's had 165 rushing attempts. So the tough thing with him, too, is, right, I mean... That Eagles offensive line is going to have to continue to play solid as they have been all postseason. Jason Kelsey's a pro bowler. He's been playing well this year. The guard, Landon Dickerson from Alabama, he's been doing a good job. And then you have Lane Johnson, who's been dealing with a really grueling injury. I think it's. I think he has like a herniated. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he has a herniated disc or if it might be. Uh, you know, he's battling through a sports hernia. But you know that offensive line has done a spectacular job protecting Jalen Hurts, and they're going to have to because Jalen Hurts still not a hundred percent. Says he's feeling better. His chest and shoulder has been ailing him. Um, he's not a hundred percent, but you know he's you know he's going to go and he's going to play the best of his ability and it's all going to be adrenaline and pride and what's going on with him is he has a stern clavicle joint 
that's bothering him, it connects to two bones to a person's Adam the apple. So it's tough. It's tough when when you have a big game and it's definitely frustrating that you know you can't be at 100%, but you know these guys are going to leave it all on the line here. The Chiefs, this is their this is their second sorry, this is their third Super Bowl appearance. Okay, and Patrick Mahomes, age of 27 years old, right? He's has a chance here to win the second Super Bowl in 4 years. And while he might not want to admit it, he's definitely chasing Tom Brady's legacy. You know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has made the playoffs and he's made it to 5 AFC Championship games already and he's only 27 years old. And um you know, he's had a really good year. 44 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He has been sacked 26 times. That's something noteworthy because that Eagles defense is just phenomenal. They're out of this world with how talented they are. And, um, you know, they're going to have to protect Mahomes because who knows how much mobility Patrick Mahomes has. Because whether, if he's feeling better or not, he's not 100% because that high ankle sprain... That's a rough injury to deal with. So just the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Like they're both in the same boat. But one's going to have to show that they want it more. And they're going to have to keep working and battling out there. Because this is their guys' livelihoods. Everybody grows up wanting to win a championship. Right? And there's a lot of pride behind that as well. Um, but let's get back to it. So Patrick Holmes, he's been sacked 26 times this year. And that's the second most since 2021 when he was sacked 28 times. One of one of a potentially rising star is Vineland, New Jersey native Isaiah Pacheco out of Rutgers. He's taken the reins of the starting running back position, and he's done a really good job. He is very fast. He has exceptional movement, and he's a hard runner. And you didn't see much of that at Rutgers because Rutgers didn't have a good offensive line. And the Chiefs have done a good job being able to run the ball. Um, the other thing noteworthy too here is right is if Kansas City has any success at all with the running game, then they have a chance. Because here's the thing. They're without McCall Hardman, who's on IR. He had a pelvis injury. So as we all know, Patrick Mahomes' main target is Travis Kelsey. He had 110 receptions this year, 12 touchdowns. And if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm double teaming Travis Kelsey. Take away that top threat. And force Mahomes to go to other guys. The other guys that he has, I'm not saying that they're not talented, but looking at it, it's a drop off, big time as far as like statistical from a statistical standpoint. Marquez Valdez Scantling has 42 receptions this year, two touchdowns. Juju Smith Schuster, 78 receptions, three touchdowns, and rookie Sky Moore has 22 receptions and no touchdowns. And then you have Kadarius Tony who has two touchdowns and 14 receptions. So there's a big drop-off there, and that's concerning for the Chiefs because Philadelphia has so many playmakers, both on offense and defense, and I'll never doubt Patrick Holmes. The guy is a generational talent, and he gets he gets it done. He wins a lot of games and his leadership, and because of his superstar ability, he's able to make players better. So I'm not, I'm not going to say that Patrick Holmes doesn't have a shot. He always does have a shot, but it's it's difficult when you don't have top targets. 
And, you know, I mean, Kadarius Tony, yes, he's talented. He has phenomenal speed, but he just can't stay healthy. That's the thing. Like, he is constantly hurt. And for the Chiefs, right, their defense, they're ranked 16th, right? They have a lot, a lot of people to, to make sure they keep an eye on. I mean, you have A.J. Brown, who's had a fantastic year this year, who's who was named a Pro Bowler and had early on was having an MVP season. You have... Miles Sanders, who's the top running back for the Eagles. And the main thing, too, the other thing, too, is that with the Eagles, they have a strong running back core. Because after Miles Sanders, you have Kenneth Gainwell, who's had a really good year and has stepped up and he solidified his role as the backup. And then you have Boston Scott, who is usually that third down short yardage back. And any three of those guys, they can beat you. And they have beaten the opposition quite frequently in the playoffs this year. They've been able to run the ball well. And when you can be a multi-facet team, that's when you're going to have a lot of success. So, you know, and then I didn't even get to Dallas Goddard, who's the other, other weapon, and Devontae Smith. So they just have so much talent that it's a little overwhelming. And now, you know, the Chiefs, they have, a, they have a chance. You know, Chris Jones, 15 and a half sacks, finally got his first sack, first couple of sacks last, uh, last game when they were in the AFC Championship game against Cincinnati. Frank Clark has five sacks. Nick Bolton's another strong player for them. Willie Gay and uh, cornerback Legereus Sneed. He was limited in practice, but now he's, he's doing better. He suffered an injury in the AFC Championship game as well. He has three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, and three interceptions. And the other thing, too, I was saying before, Kadarius Tony, he was a full participant the other day. He was battling a knee injury. But, you know, I could see early on, see both teams playing a defense to start the game. I think maybe the offense picks up more in the second half. I think... I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be... A little bit more of a high-scoring game. You know, I hope it's not a field goal game where, you know, teams are having trouble trying to get six points on the board. I'm hoping that both offenses have some success at certain points. I think they will. You know, the one thing, too, is Andy Reid is one of the best coaches. And he gets the best out of Patrick Mahomes. And he has such a creative mind and... Very intelligent football IQ, one of the best coaches in the league. And then on the other side, Nick Sirianni, he's done a good job. He knows what it takes to win. He was in college, and he won three championships, Nick Sirianni. He played at he played at Mount Union. And, you know, the guy knows how to win. The guy has done a really good job this year. You know, and the other thing too is he's aggressive too. Both of these, both these coaches, they're aggressive, and most of the time it pays off for them. You know, the Eagles are really good in the red zone on third downs, and the Chiefs, when it's fourth and short, you know Andy Reid, when they're in a good field goal, good field range, field position range, 
you know that he's going to go for it because he has all the confidence in the world because Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So, I think it should be a good game. And it pains me to say this, but I mean, Philadelphia is the more talented team. And they've been dominant all year. And I think that the Eagles win by a final score of 34-28. to 28. I think Mahomes will throw maybe two touchdown passes. I could see Pacheco having a, having a, having a good game. But um, it's just going to boil down to, you know, if the Eagles can pressure Patrick Mahomes right away, you know, test and see how that high ankle is, I think that's what they do. I think that's a smart thing to do. And the other thing, too, is Vic Fangio actually signed a two-week contract with the Eagles to help them prepare for the Chiefs for this game today. And after that, he's actually going to Miami because he was actually offered and he accepted the position to be the Miami Dolphins' new defensive coordinator. But let's move on to a couple of things. The NFL awards were couple of days ago and not really much a surprise but Brian Dayball was named coach of the year did a phenomenal job turning that team around bringing them to the playoffs for the first time in seven years six years six years and um, really helped develop and uh, Daniel Jones which is really good job and he helped that team get better and also build the confidence and you know now in year two the expectation is, okay, get to the playoffs, but now let's get even further. So hats off to Brian Dayball. He's done a really good job. I think he's going to be a really good coach for a long period of time. And then the other two things noteworthy is the Jets cornerback, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, was named the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Garrett Wilson, the Jets wide receiver, was named NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. So this is hopefully bright futures for both of these young men. Hopefully they help bring the Jets into multiple playoff contention games. You're hoping that these guys are here so they can win a Super Bowl. Hopefully they find a quarterback that they need, a veteran quarterback that can get them over the hump because this is a team that's in win-now mode. Now, let's move a little forward to some hockey. We are halfway done with the season. The NHL trade deadline is still going on, but both teams have made, both both New York teams have made moves. The Rangers traded, for, for, traded forward Sammy Bly and defenseman Hunter Skinner, as well as a conditional first-round pick for of this year's draft and a fourth-round for the 2024 NHL draft to the St. Louis Blues in return for Vladimir Tarasenko and defenseman Nico McCola. Vladimir Tarasenko is a phenomenal player, has excellent speed. His skill set is phenomenal. He's making eight, he's 31 years old. I think he's making roughly like $8 million dollars. And, um, you know, this year he's had, he's had, uh, he's had 11 goals, 19 assists for 30 points. So 
He's played 40 games, but he's had 30 points for the with the Blues prior to coming with the Rangers. However, the when he had his first game with the New York Rangers, he scored uh, <laughs> really quickly in the game. Fastest goals in Rangers debut, Vladimir Tarasenko, which was on third on Friday. And then the other guys that are also on that list are normal Norm Lowe on February 26, 1950, Lane Lambert, December 10, 1986, and Mike Allison on October 9, 1980. So he's providing a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. He's providing goal scoring. He's bolstered that team. When you get a player of this caliber, this helps build confidence and this builds momentum going forward. And this is a dangerous team right now. The Rangers have always had talent. You know, they have Mika Zibanejad. They have Vincent Trocek. They have Chris Kreider. They have a really good goalie in Igor Shesterkin. So this is a team that is catching fire. They started a little slow out of the gate, but they've really come on and they're only a couple points behind the Devils, but let's move on to the Islanders. Since they since they signed, uh, since they traded, sorry for Bo Horvat um, a couple weeks ago during the All Star Weekend, they actually signed him to an eight year, sixty five million dollar extension. Now, yes, it stinks that they lost Anthony Beauvillier. However, when you're able to lock up Bo Horvat, and if the Islanders can go deep in a playoff run, maybe win a Stanley Cup, then this is a win-win for for them. And then let's go with the New Jersey Devils. Coming out of the break, they've won two out of three so far. They lost a tough game in overtime yesterday. They played really sloppy out of the gate. Tomas Tatar scored two goals, and the Devils lost to the Minnesota Wild yesterday in shootouts by a final score of 3-2. to two. Now let's move on to our winners and losers segment. So our loser of the week is actually New Mexico State University basketball program. They suspended the program as there have been reports of hazing going on and the coaches are on paid leave and their game against California Baptist was canceled yesterday and will not be rescheduled. So any way you look at it, this is bad publicity. I mean, you have to know by now with a, within an age of social media and, you know, a lot of people like to talk, you're going to eventually get caught with stuff like this. So you need to be able to build a brand that is built on character and professionalism. And I get it. Listen, it's college, but you can't act this way. There's a microscope on you. You're a student athlete and no university wants to have any negative publicity. It doesn't look good for them. Uh, obviously it affects them financially in some ways. So this isn't good for New Mexico state. So more information will be coming out hopefully soon. So we can find out what's going on with that, but let's go with our winner of the week. Our winner of the week, I have to say hands down is the Brooklyn Nets. They traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie Irving was just too much of a distraction. We wanted a max contract only if they won a championship. 
obviously wasn't a great teammate, played when he wanted to, and now they continue on with their season. They've had a really good season thus far. And, yeah, you'd like to win, but this guy has so much baggage, and he's been on several different teams, and it just, it's not going to work out for this guy. This guy doesn't know how to act. This guy is a diva. He wants to do what he wants to do. There's no sugarcoating it, you know. As long as this guy's talented, he'll be able to play and he'll be on the team. But once he declines, no team's want to gonna no team's gonna want to put up with this. So kudos for the Nets for making this move. Obviously, it wasn't an easy one considering how well they played this season. But that's that's sports. Hey everybody, hope uh, you enjoy your Super Bowl parties today. Hopefully, the Super Bowl is exciting and. Until next time, later cut to the chase, fans.